Welcome to Color Him Dads with hosts Marvin and Jeanette Charles. Marvin, Jeanette, and their guests are here to provide tools to struggling fathers that will help them navigate systems and overcome challenges they face attempting to enter or re-enter the lives of their children and families. They're here to inform, encourage, and bring hope as they confront the epidemic of fatherlessness head on. Now, here are Marvin and Jeanette. Hey, so today, um, uh, welcome to uh, Color Him Dads. This is our 12th episode. I I really had no idea that we were going to be able to get through all these episodes, but lo and behold, we have. And and today, I have a special guest, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Anthony Robinson. He's got a remarkable fatherhood story, and I've asked him to come and share his fatherhood journey with us and with y'all, uh, to be honest with you, because I think his story is the epitome of the work that we do here at Dads, uh, reuniting fathers with their children. And this was one of our early ones, and a, a, a brother that stayed positive and stayed down. And and he'll share a little bit of, of that with you Uh He comes from, like me and myself, a totally different background and didn't see, uh, we didn't see ourselves as the father figure type, but we didn't see ourselves as, as, as we were in our life before recovery either. And, uh, and something, God made something out of that. So, uh, without any further ado, I want to just introduce you to my friend, Anthony, Anthony Robinson and, uh. Hey, man. man, the floor is yours, bro. Man, it, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, j- just as you watch my journey from the time we met, you know, um, I was, first of all, I was just amazed at the work that you, when I found out the work that you were doing in the community, because I never, you know, I, I don't remember seeing anybody or any organizations that were, you know, re- just strictly focused on fatherhood. Yes, and empowering fathers and teaching, um, and teaching men how to be men, how to be fathers. Mm. Um, so that in itself, and then you know, African American mm. organization. Um, so and then it was something to, you know, just the way your aura, you know, just, mm. we clicked right out the gate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh, you know, we've been knowing each other for a while now, and. Um, there's been times I've been around and times I wasn't around, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then at some point, um, you know, my life took a turn and, uh, and I just, just want to put out there that, you know, I, I, I'm a grateful person in recovery, you know, and, uh, in March, um, of this year, I celebrated five years. Ah, amen. Wow. Five amen. years clean, but, uh, yeah, the, um. The journeyhood, I mean the, the the journey of fatherhood. I'm a I'm an individual man that um my my father, I never knew him. Mm. You know he was absent, um, and that was by and that well he wasn't absent by choice. My mother, my mother left my father when I was three years old. Mm. You know, he was very physically abusive, uh, verbally abusive, and you know she just got to the point where she had had enough. And so um, she she packed up our stuff and we left. <clears throat> I don't want to go all into no long drawn out story about how that happened, but what I do want to point out, which is the main one of the main features of my childhood and my um, early adulthood, is that I never had any contact with him mm. all through my life. You know, mm. and um, and I remember um, when the news came. Cause I'm from Wichita, Kansas, you know, initially, but I grew up here in Seattle. But um, when the news came, man, I remember coming to uh, one of my mom used to come and, and look for me because I'd be in the streets, man, running wild. And this was at she, a young age, right? Yeah, I was, uh-huh. I was a teenager, but I was hanging around grown folks uh-huh. you know, and, and doing grown folks stuff, man. Uh-huh. And she came and found me. I was she didn't find me. She came to where I one of the places where I hung out and. Uh, <clears throat> delivered some news <clears throat> excuse me delivered some news I come to the man's house and he said man you have a seat 
And I said, what's going on? He said, man, have a seat. I need to tell you something. And I said, what's going on? He said, your mother came by here today and uh, looking for you. And uh, I said, okay, well, what, what's going on? You know, because we was doing some things. We, we were trying to get to right. what we was doing, you know. And uh, he said, man, I just want uh, your mom came out and let me know that your father died, man. And I said, man, oh, is that it? Because, I mean, yeah, I didn't have a relationship with him, right, so I didn't right. really, you know. It didn't move you. It didn't move me at all. But but it's weird that I say that because, I mean, now hearing it come out of my mouth saying that it didn't move me because as I reflect back, there was times when I do remember that it was moving me mm. because, you know, when I would see cats in the park playing catch with their dad, you know what I'm saying, with the glove in the mid, or I might see that on TV, mm-hmm. or, you know, I uh, I might be playing basketball for the local community center or something and wishing my dad was in there. So that's what I wanted to ask you that. Um, when it came time for those moments of clarity, yeah. did you... And it sounded like that's what you were saying, that you kind of reflected on the fact that you didn't have that in your life, right? Man. When somebody when somebody wanted to talk to you about that or confront you about that, you had no conversation about it, oh, right? No. But when it was you in your own solitude, oh. you did miss that, huh? Man, it was, you know, how could I not? Mm. You know, how could I not? And then, you know, we come up in the 80s, you know, I come... And and that was a, and there was some real tumultuous times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was the crack epidemic, and people's households was the, the crack was coming through the neighborhood, desecrating the whole neighborhood. Right. You know, and it was a during a, and it was during a time too where there was a lot of uh, black black families were being broken up. Yeah. Fathers were being snatched out of home. Yeah, yeah. Sent to prison, and you know what I mean. And, Toe up, man. Yeah, I mean, and it was it was devastating. It, it was devastating to our community, but you know, to 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 go back to what I'm saying, man. I was fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, man. I was a I was a real um, real good student, man. And spelling was one of my strongest suits. Mm-hmm. And I went to uh, the spelling bee, man. Fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, man. And, and, and you know, I can't even describe the feeling of. I made it somewhere, you know, and, and and you got all these parents out in the in the crowd, you know, and and when I get up there to, to when it's my turn to get up there, I'm looking out into this sea of faces, man, and I don't see my people. Uh-huh. Mm. You know, not even my mom, because see, my during that time, my mom was, you know, um, she had her own issues, you know, she drug and alcohol and stuff, and um. I didn't understand at the time. I was really hurt by it, but I didn't understand, man. That was my, even though she was doing what she was doing, she that was my mom, and she was doing the best that she could. Right, with right, she right. she was working with. Right. But that fatherhood piece, man, because I feel like how it's very important for a man. How can a woman teach a boy how to be a man? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how, there's some women that try it, but it's just not the same. You know, hey man, because you're older now, you know what, you know what, what's impactful now man. about that. Yeah, having a father, not having a father, right? Listen, the, the, the man, you know, quite naturally, I think that the family feels, and not only just the the, the children. To say, hey man, I got a my my dad. Yeah, yeah. You know, his dad is the guy. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, man. Yeah, he's yeah. the protector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. he he's the provider and wow, all that. You know, and when you don't, when you're growing up and you don't really see that, you know, in your in your yeah, household, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at it somewhere else. You know, I think it does something to to your spirit. You know, and and what it did for me, man, is. Um, I told myself I didn't want to be that guy, you know, because as I got older and I started to learn more about life and I started, you know, I got a little wiser and I heard a lot of stuff, man. Um, what kind of man wouldn't want to be there for his kid? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. What, what type of what type of individual would put anything before his kids? You know, you know, and. I had that same premonition. I think I was about 15 years old, right? You know what I mean? And I went home with my dude mm-hmm. to his house. I, I talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. 
And I met his mom and his dad. It was his stepdad, but I met him, right? Right. And I grew up in the foster care system, so I didn't have all that, right? right. But I remember walking in that house and saying, okay, I just want them to call me son. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. I want to belong for something. So there's that 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 special need right. of belonging and wanting to belong and get that fulfilling, right? I know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. We, I had it. I had a friend like that as well, and <clears throat> and it seemed to me for the you know like they was like the quintessential black family. Yes, you know the dad, the dad was was a was a longshoreman. The mom was had her own business. She was an accountant, uh-huh. um, CPA, and she was a grand matron, order Eastern uh, Star. Yeah, 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 they yeah. Had yeah. A nice house. You know, and you know the main thing is they got both parents in the house, and and I remember it blew my mind. My my friend, he would get allowance every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> he got allowance. I'd be like, man, you get allowance, you know. And his dad made sure, you know, his dad made sure he was the he was the main provider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah and that yeah. was uh. And then you know when I say like the man is the man and he's the protector and he's the you know you know because I also remember time we'd be at the house and and we hear his car pull up no oh, man we gotta go right. big, big James is here <laughs> <laughs> you know he didn't he didn't play I had a stepfather but he but but um but I had a younger brother I had a little brother as well that was his dad uh huh yeah yeah yeah. And so he tend to lean more towards my little brother, uh-huh. and it just wasn't the same because I knew that wasn't my dad. Right, right, and right. I wanted my dad, man. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Um, man, that's a. I don't. I don't know how many cats is, is listening or will be listening to this, but, but, you know, those things, those same attributes, are alive and living today in our communities. You know what I mean? Right. The desire. Of, I teach this fathering class, man, and these young cats is coming in, and they have the same deficits that we have, right? Right. The difference is, back then, we didn't have nowhere to go. Right. We didn't have nobody to reach out to, you know what I mean? But today, guys like me and you know what the deficit looks like, so we have an opportunity to put a stick in it in the middle of the road and deflect some of this stuff. You feel what I'm saying? You know what, but, you know, when you say, as you're saying that, yeah, we we know what it looks like, you know, but the state of the world today and the state of the community and the way that the music, certain music has impacted these kids, the social media has impacted these kids, um, you know, uh, and just like it, it, it's, it's way different from when we were kids. Right. Man, you know, uh, and so the drugs, you know, they don't even understand what's going on. <laughs> you know, that, they don't understand what's going on. And so it makes me wonder sometimes when you look and you see on the news and you see these these young men committing these crimes, man, these armed robberies and they jumping over counters and they stealing cars and all that. What is really going on? Uh, you know what I mean? What's really going on? But but you kind of, but we kind of know what's going on, right? I'm saying, but they don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. They don't, exactly. They, they don't really realize what's really going on. And what it is, man, it's a hurt. It's a pain, man. And it's from, a, it's an absence. That, I was going to, that was my word. Yeah. There's an absence there, yeah, right? an absence, man. And they're trying to fulfill that absence, right? Because somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line, the connection was lost or was never there. Right, right. But it brings me to let's go back to to me talking about how I wanted my dad, right? And me talking about I would never be that guy, you know. And of course, I said that, you know. But I had my own issues, you know. I had my I had substance abuse issues, man. I was fourteen years old, man. I was introduced to crack cocaine, Uh you know, and. uh, and I had no clue where that stuff was gonna take me. Wow. You know, I didn't know what that what kind of journey that was gonna put me on, man. But what it did was it landed me in juvenile correctional facilities. It landed me in places where I shouldn't have been, where it was grown folks doing grown right. folks stuff. Right. Looking at me like, what is he doing in here? Right. He's a kid. But um and then on into my adulthood, jails, prisons, 
you know yeah um, just lost man yeah just lost yeah and um you know one time man you told me one of the coldest stories i ever heard man and i wondered if you if you feel up to sharing it with you with 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 us and and, and that was a story how you met your brother in oh, prison man. yeah 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 i was um yeah, so you know when people, people when they uh, <clears throat> excuse me, people that some people when they have substance abuse issues, man, um, you know you try all types of stuff. Uh-huh. Don't nobody just wake up one day, man. I think I'm gonna be a crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But once you're in it, once you're in it, and then you you know you may come to a realization that man, I'm in too deep. Right. And how do I get out? Right. And if you don't have the tools or the resources and you just don't know what to do. Right. But maybe if I get away, yeah. you know, I'm going to move somewhere else. Yeah. I'm going to move at what they call the geographical escape. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought I did that, man. And uh, in 96, man, I ended up moving to, uh, like I said, I'm from Wichita. I was born in Wichita, Kansas. But, uh-huh. you know, I got siblings down there from my on my father's side that they got a chance to grow up, grow uh-huh. up with him. Uh-huh. Right? And what was... Strange, when 95, 23 years later, my mom left him, I was three years old. I was born in 70, so that was 73, 74. Uh-huh. I didn't meet my sisters, never had no contact with them, that part of my family, until 1995. Uh-huh. 23 years later, I believe. Uh-huh. And so uh, they was like, you need to come down here. We got to, you know, we... We got to meet. We we got connected through the woman that was in my life at the time. She had um, went to my mom and said, "Man, you know he you know he got some siblings down there, and he you know he wants to get in touch with them. And do you remember? Do you know any kind of way to get in touch with him?" Uh-huh. My mom just happened to remember my grandmother's address down there, uh-huh. and she said, "Try this address." The old lady wrote a letter, sent it down there. Didn't tell me about it. You know, and uh, one day I get a call. You know, is Anthony there? You know, what I'm saying they all three on the line. I said, Why you get my number? They said your girlfriend or whatever. They said, I said, Wow. And so they like, you got to come down here. So I end up moving down there. Uh-huh. I was like, This couldn't have been this perfect time. You know what I'm saying? I got to get away from here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then it was that part two. It was like, Man, I got some family. Right. You right. know, these are my sisters. Right. But, you know, if anybody that, you know, listening knows about, you know, drug and alcohol abuse, man, you know, there ain't no geographical escape, man, because you can't escape from yourself. (laughs) Right. Wherever you go, there you are. Yeah, but there's a point in our lives where we don't even know we try to run from ourselves, right? Exactly. So I get there, man, and, um, you know, I'm observing, I'm observing, and I'm seeing what's going on. And then the, the attic instinct kicks in, man, and I start getting involved in some stuff, man, and I end up catching a couple cases down there, right? They let me go, they release me, let me come back to Washington State, um, and then um, I end up catching some more cases up here, and then uh, I went to prison, and when I got done with my time here, they extradited me back to Kansas, uh-huh. put me into the prison system down there, and uh, and I knew I had a brother, I had a brother. I got a. He's. I'm 52. My brother's 49. Uh huh. This brother. He's 49. He's been locked up since he was 18 years old. Uh-huh. He's still in prison. Uh-huh. And uh, I knew where he was at. And God works. So it's crazy because when I went through their processing system, my sister was like, "Yeah, you know, Marcus is at Larned or whatever. This is a place called Larned Penitentiary. Then, right." Larned Men it's called Larned Mental Health Correctional Facility uh-huh. in Larned, Kansas. <clears throat> and so once they processed me, <clears throat> told me I was minimum custody and but I was and I was going to Larned. And I told my sister, I said, They sending me where Marcus is at, you know. And I had never spoken to him, never seen him. And anyway, I get there and I, and you gotta go through the maximum custody to get to the minimum and so I seen some guys say, Hey man, you guys know Marcus Tuggle and they said, Yeah, I said that's my brother. I said, Tell him his brother from Seattle is here. Uh-huh. And it's weird because <coughs> excuse me. I um went out to the minimum camp, which is outside the maximum where he was at, got up there, 
they processed me and gave me my bedding and everything and told me to go make my bed and stuff. And then they called me back to the sergeant's office and told me to cuff up. And I said, what's going on? They said, you got some type of escape history. We got to put you back behind the fence until we get this figured out. But I had that case had already been taken care uh, of. It was uh, just still showing in the system. Uh, they took me back down there to the main the main prison. And I walked, and they, when you went down there, when you come out for to eat, they line us all up. They line us up, man, we walked, and we walked. Soon as I walk into the child hall, the first person I laid eyes on was my brother, uh, sitting right there. And you had never seen him never before seen in your him, life. But, he, but we looked. The, the, we Similar, looked, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like he was sitting at the front table looking at the door like he knew I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to me, he said, man, I was wondering when we was going to meet, mm. you know, and we had a couple of days down there together to, you know, chop it up. And then somehow they got the situation figured out and they sent me back. Washington, huh? They sent me back to the minimum. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. But I think God made that possible that huh? because the charge wasn't, it was, had already been resolved, mm. but it, it was still showing in the system. Hey, man, I just, that always told me that I knew that you had favor with God. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, listen, you just heard a little bit of my friend Ann's story, but he he's, it, it, it gets way more significant right. than that. But I just, I wanted you to throw that piece in because right. again, I've always thought you've had favor with God just for my interaction with you throughout life, you know, for the last 15 years or so. Um, so, um, You've talked a little bit about your fatherhood right. and your desire for father. You know, the impact of fatherlessness in your life had an impact, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. But as as you start coming out of that, climbing out of that fatherhood list hole. Yeah, that deficit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there are some things that have taken place in your life that if somebody was to see you now, right. there ain't nowhere in the world they can put that together. Oh, so, yeah, we can talk about it. Talk, talk a little about bit about that. that. Yeah, so, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the, the drugs was a major part of my life for a long time. And um, I'll just bring it up to speed. Um, in 2017, man, I was in an inpatient treatment facility, and I met this woman, and... Um, in there and you know something about her was intriguing to me and we and then vice versa and you know we started out of we started a relationship in that facility uh -huh. and, uh, you know and I thought I was gonna be um, in my mind you know she ain't never had a real real <laughs> dude you know I'm gonna be that guy you know what I'm saying uh, and so yeah we started a relationship and then you know I ended up um, getting out of treatment before her she came shortly after that we was thinking we was doing our recovery thing and you know, but one of the things about um, in the recovery, man, they one of the things that they was talking about a lot of times when we was going to the meetings is that, hey, man, you know, it's suggested that you don't get in a relationship right. within the first year, you know, because you don't even know who you are. Right, <laughs> you right, 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 right. And so right. we would be sitting there looking at each other like, man, that don't apply to us. <laughs> you know, we got a love thing. We got right, right, you know, right, right. You know, the more we began that relate, the more we, the deeper we got into our relationship, the less important the recovery became. Right. And we started, you know, some of those old behaviors started to surface again. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, we want to hustle and we want to do some stuff. And next thing you know, man, I done relapsed and now she done relapsed. And now here we are, two people that don't even know each other. We done uh -huh. met in a facility now. Now our addicts are meeting each other, uh -huh. right? And um, and I remember what I told her. I said, yeah, well, the dynamics have changed now. <laughs> you know? And, hey, they did. You know, some months months passed, five, six months or whatever. Some time we find out she's pregnant. And we was having conversations, man, like, oh, we got to get our stuff together and they're going to take the baby. Uh -huh. You know, they're going to take the – we thinking we got time. We got nine months, right? So, man, no, but, my, but God had another plan, right? Yeah. My yeah. daughter my daughter, um, ended up being born two and a half months premature. Wow. Came out three, point, three pounds, five ounces. Wow. Drug exposed. Uh, you know, she had opiates in her system. Uh, I remember that, that little baby. 
methamphetamine in her system, man. And seeing my daughter, man, in that incubator with that feeding tube in her nose, man, literally fighting for her life, I still couldn't stop getting high, man. Mm. You know, I wanted to, but the but the pool of the drugs was more powerful. Right. Know? And so, uh, but again, God, right? Uh-huh. He, he had it. So, so my daughter was removed. They Three months go by. She's gone off to foster care, and um, and I get arrested, right? And I'll never forget the feeling, man, when they put the handcuffs on me, man. They tackled me down on the ground. I was down somewhere out of pocket doing some stuff I shouldn't have been doing. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was then the guy said, it's time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. let me go. On. Uh-huh. It's time. Uh, you, you heard that, huh? You got some business to handle. Yeah, you you're heard tripping. that, huh? Yeah, you tripping. Yeah, you got yeah, some stuff yeah. to take care of, man. You got a daughter, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so it was like a sense of relief came over me when they put them cuffs on me, man. Oh. Because I knew I needed to be removed. You know, I knew I needed to be removed. I've always been that type of right, individual. Right, right, And um, in order for me to be able to get my thinking in order, in order for me to be able to have a fighting chance at getting my child out of the system, man. And so, um, yeah, I did. And I remember when I was in jail and I wrote you a letter, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah I still got that letter, man. I still got that letter, you know. And I read it because you was my dude, although... I hadn't seen you in a while. And no, and, and like I said, you know, we would always kick every time you surface, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. You yeah, come, totally. you, I'd be your first guy, right? Right. And then you would disappear on me, but this time, and I, you know, I was a little, I was a little upset with you, yeah. to be honest with you, you know what I mean? Because I knew you had the capabilities. We, we just, we, 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 we would we would kick it really strong in manners that it was above and beyond most of the cats, right? Uh, yeah, then I go and so I, so I knew you had it, right? Yeah, yeah. But but when when so that's when when I went to see you. You asked me to come see you. I went to go see you, and the only question I had was like, because I remember thinking about this man. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be your dude, then dude, you gotta listen. Right. But but what's different now and before? And I'll never forget them words, bro. Like yesterday, you said, man, but I was there to see her born. I was there, man, and right. she ain't got nobody. Right. And I, and I remember praying that night, man. Lord, if that's what you had to move him, yeah. then let that be the reason. You know what I'm saying? Right. How can I help? That that was my question, you know? Because right. I've been there. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, that, why you think I'm born? I said, man. <laughs> Who else? Yeah, hey man. You know, who, come on, man. This man has been through this type. This right where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. And and I've seen how God has moved in your life, you and your wife's life. How God has transported you. You know what I'm saying? Hey and man. Just elevated you. And and it's always been an inspiration to me. That's huh. why I tip quick to tell anybody when they, hey man, you know Marvin, you know the dance program. Oh yeah, man, Marvin Charles, that's my mentor. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. That's yeah. what I always say. Yeah, yeah, you, you do. My mentor, you do. man. And, yeah. Uh, and I mean that, you know. Um, but yeah, man. So you know that journey. Uh, you know, you came to visit me, and you did. You asked me that, and and I told you that. You know that that's what it was. Something had changed in me, though, man, because. I'd been in jail many times, uh-huh. you know what I mean, and um, but this time was completely different, man. Because, you know, here I am, you know, reflecting back, way back to them '80s, when I told you how some of my friends got snatched away and right. I never saw them again. Right. And like I said, I remember from way back then saying, if that's something like that ever happened to me, man, I'm going to get my child. I'm not going to leave my, you know what I mean? Right. And so, and But you know, I, I never thought that that would happen to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. but now here I am. Yeah. And what do I do, you know? And so I just was every day and every night on my knees, man, praying, God, please. Please remove that obsession from me. Please take the taste of that stuff out of my mouth uh, so I can get out of here and go get my child, man, uh, and be the man that I need to be. Amen. You know, and I can't tell you um, what what changed, but something, something in me because for once, for once there was no more reservations. Uh, you know, there was always, the jury was always out. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a get this thing a jam, but if it don't, it was always. But, <laughs> but I was this time. I was determined. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and uh, so yeah, man. I got out of jail and uh, I began engaging in the, in the services. Uh, 
to get my daughter back. And, uh, you know, through the grace of God, I, you know, I went through all that stuff with flying colors, but I had a good supporting cast. Man. Amen. You remember I was in, the, when I was in, I don't know if you remember, but when I, when I first got out of jail and I was, went back to where I was staying before with a friend, of, a friend of mine, he was still active in his addiction. But like I said, my mind was made up. Yeah, yeah, you I was just, living there, but you wasn't indulging. <clears throat> I just needed a foundation, man, uh-huh. you know, a springboard, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, but I remember I was getting ready to move out of there and uh, had opportunity to go uh, move into a recovery house. And uh, the dude called me up and he said, okay, man, you ready? You know, and I said, you know what, man, I think I'm going to stay, man. I think God may have uh, may be working through me, man. So, you know, let my friend see that if I can do it, maybe he can do it. Uh-huh. And I remember telling you that, man. And you said, man, hold up. <laughs> you said, you mean to tell me you think God wants you to stay in a crack den? <laughs> hey, and guess what? But that's, you know, I it, it but it, it triggered something in me because I'm like, you're right. Uh, you know, why? Come on, man. I've been delivered from that. Yeah, why yeah, would yeah. I want to still stay yeah, around? Yeah, 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 why yeah. would I want to still stay around <laughs> it? And so that following week, I did end up moving out. Moving out, yeah. Know. And yeah, man. So you know, my daughter, man. It, I, you know, it took a, it took about seven, eight months. Completed all the services. She was returned home. I remember that, man. Just home. before Christmas, man. Yeah, man. But you guys, you know, the dad's program, man, was a very integral part of it man you know because I, I remember too you came to me and you said because they had me visiting with her at the at the rainier beach library yeah and you said man won't you run this bomb man and ask him man can you start you know have your visits at the dad's office because uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. i mean it was a comfortable space yeah 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 and i said yeah let me and they said yeah you know of course and so you know my daughter don't even know she don't even know like the first year of her life you know amen. dad's program amen you know? and, I still we got pictures, you know what I'm saying? We showing a picture because like, we took a lot of pictures in there, yeah, man. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like you don't even know where you was at, <laughs> you know. She's a but, beautiful yeah. little girl, man. Yeah. And then you you picked one of the coldest names yeah. that a person could pick for their right. daughter, man. Wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Wanna, you, come you on. Because I've, I've I've always heard, you know, there's power in a name, man. Mm-hmm. You know. And then I didn't want to spell it with the normal spelling. You know, I wanted W-I-Z-D-O-M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, you know, when I was thinking fast forward, when she get older, they probably going to call her Wiz, you know. W-I-S, you can't say Wiz. You know, so I'm going to put the Z on it so that way she'll be official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wiz, man. And she's every bit of that, man. She's a very smart, beautiful, you know, she's the light of my life, man. Man. And so, when I look at it, just like your kids, man, like when I look at your kids, man, I'm, they so look, they so look like you. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's but, that's a proud moment, man. You know what I mean? Come on, man. That's a proud moment for a father, man. I, I got a little grandson right now, man, and this cat looked just like me, and he got a daddy and active in his life. What, I did not see him at the, uh, yeah. the graduation. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you guys had a baby. Yes, the baby. Yeah, and your son was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. It, it's crazy because I never, um, I didn't know that genetics yeah. could be yeah, that yeah, strong. Strong, man. You, you know what I mean? Genes, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. I didn't know that, man. But I see him, and and my daughter brings him to the house pretty often. I got three. Uh, little grandkids, right? I got one that's uh, uh, nine months old, one that's uh, almost 13 months old. Right. Then I got one, these are my youngest, that's three years old. Mm-hmm. And they be like, Grandpa, you know, my right. little three-year-old grandpa, yeah. you know? What's up, Grandpa? Right. I'm like, you know, this is another one of these mini-me's, you know right, what I'm saying? Man, listen, man, you know, when I... T- when I, you told me about your story, and then I watched your story, you know, and and I know you and your wife on a personal level, you know, and your family, uh-huh. and you know, it's just amazing to me. Like just when I was just sitting in your office, man, just looking around, like it's amazing and it's inspiring. But what it what it lets me know is that 
you know, and it should let anybody know that, man, with God, anything is possible, Amen. man. Amen. Anything is Amen. possible. Because like I was telling you when I was sitting in there and I said, man, I remember, I remember being so deep into my addiction, man, that I, I felt like, man, that you know what? I guess this is just what it is for me. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, somebody got to be the sacrificial <laughs> lamb, you know? I got to be, you know, somebody. Somebody got to be the person, you know mm. what I'm saying, that, People can look at and be like, I don't want to be like that dude, <laughs> you know. But it don't gotta be me. No, that, 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 <laughs> you know that's what my mean? point. You 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 thought it was you, right. but God had another plan oh, for man. that. God man. said, "Oh man, you talking crazy? Let me go and get your <laughs> life together. <laughs> let me get you. Let me get you right." Mm -hmm. And man, my life, man, is uh, you know, it has its, its valleys and its peaks, man. Mm -hmm. But you know what, man? I wouldn't trade one of my bad days today, man, for any day of that other stuff, man. Hey, man, I, I'm glad you said that. Valleys and peaks. Yeah. I'm going to try to give you another that perspective valley, of yeah. valley and peaks, though. I, I was at a cat's house one time, man. One of our donors. And he, 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 he made an interesting comment to me one day. I... Me and a couple guys went went up to his cabin to spend the weekend up there, mm -hmm. and I woke up early Saturday morning. He actually woke me up, and uh, he said, "Come here, Marvin." And so he we were looking out his back windows, and and all you seen was these big big mountain mm -hmm. peaks, right? He kept saying, "What do you see?" I'm thinking he's trying to play a trick on me. Or something, <laughs> right, you know? right, what do you right, see? What right, do you see? Right. Man, I see a mountain there. He said, yeah, but what's on the mountain? Right. You know what I mean? I said, nothing. Ain't nothing on the mountain, right? right? right. He said, exactly. He said, so why is it we always trying to climb to the top of the mountain and ain't nothing on the mountain? Man. He said, you know why? Because all the rich soil and sediment runs off the mountain mm. and run into the valley. Mm. And that's where things grow at in the valley. Mm -hmm. But we always talk about, man, I'm just in my valley right now. Yeah. No, that's where we need to be in the valley. Because right. that's where all the growth takes place. Wow. And it changed my perspective. You feel what I'm saying? Wow, that's deep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm always trying to get to the top of the mountain. Nah, I ain't trying to get to the top of the mountain, no. Right. You know that's what I mean? Deep. Let me be here in the valley where the stuff grows. Mm -hmm. And fortunately... That's where God planted us in the valley, right. and that growth that that we talk about, of fatherhood and fathering our children and being there for them, all that took place in the valley. Man, man. come on, it was all forged. You right know what there. I'm saying? Right. You know, so I I, I appreciate you, Aunt Man. Yeah. Uh, I watch you, been watching you, man. You got some cuts that you got on uh, on on, um, on father. You got one father. Father, father full, figure, fa father, father figure, figure. Yeah. and then um, your your latest cut is is called what? Give it's me called a wizard, man. Wizard, <laughs> wizard, you, right? Yeah, check me out on YouTube, man. Yeah, yeah. Crook, man. yeah he yeah. got some he got some nice stuff. Um, See, but that you know what, and that's I thought that was lost, man. But that's something that and see that was a that was an that was an escape for me, man. My mom. My mom, man, I talked about when I talked about my mom was used used drugs and stuff, and you know in them eighties, and she was using crack and stuff, and and I remember, you know, um, she would sit up at late at night, they'd be up doing their thing at night, and I would wake up in the morning, and she'd say, "Come here, Anthony," and I'd be like, "What's going on, mom?" She'd be like, "Listen, I want you to listen to this what I wrote last night," and she would be writing about whatever they was going through mm -hmm. that night. You mm -hmm. know, here we are sitting here at three o'clock in the morning doing this double. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I know my life ain't supposed to be, you know, it was real deep. Uh -huh. She would read that stuff to me, man. And she did that a lot. And so I know I inherited that gift from her. You know, that I, I write, I'm a writer. You know? And um, and so, um, you know, it's always been one of my passions, but I couldn't stop. I couldn't put the drugs down. I couldn't. Long so enough I to explore that. Huh? And, and, and so, you know, once I got clean and I knew for sure that I was done. Right. I said, wait a minute, you know. And I was in a meeting one time, man, and I heard him say, man, lost dreams awaken, new possibilities arise. Mm. I said, well, man, I got some lost dreams. You know, I can still do this thing, man, and, you know. I started going to the studio, man. Mm. You know, and man, yeah, and and and, it, and it's like, and then I, it's so passionate. I'm so passionate with it. It's like, I get to relive, 
You know what I'm saying? Amen. Something that I thought I wouldn't, you know. That, that you that, missed. That you thought was, was gone. Taking away the yeah. drugs and stuff that yeah. she took from me, wow. man. Wow. You know? Wow. Wow. And I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll give you credit on that one. Yeah. You are. You are pretty good at it. In fact, we're going to uh, um, allow one of your cuts to be played at the end of this show here. Right so on. you can give the people a chance to, to hit it and hear it and then tune in to figure out where you can get it at. But I'll tell you, something you just said that was pretty powerful for me, and and I think I I never thought about it to that degree until you said it, but this creating dads was a lost dream. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I remember growing up as a kid saying I wanted to do something, right? I wanted Mm -hmm. to do something in my community, right? But I didn't really know what it was, right? I didn't know what it was. But you know, a lot of times, out of our pain comes our authority. You know what I'm saying? Comes our acknowledgement of our pain. Things that we've done that was, oh man, I ain't, I ain't gonna never be able to do nothing, right? Right. right yeah. And then I, I got clean, and next thing I know, man, I'm thinking about my children right. and all their friends. Right. You know, because their friends were the, the the children of the friends that we had. You feel what I'm saying? And so, man, what do I do? What yeah. do we do to make sure that our community can begin to heal itself within, right? right. So we started, my wife, I, want, I was just glad to say my kids knew where I was at. You know what I mean? Where your dad at? He at right. work. Come on. Right? Yeah. Because prior to that, I was teaching my kids a lie. They didn't even know I was teaching my kids a lie. How? Because they would say, where your mom and daddy? I don't know. Or my dad's a fireman. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. You right. know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Telling all these stories to make up for what they're trying to do. I was creating all of that. And I had a. I really found it a, a way in my, my, my life that I could pre- present my children with the truth now. You right. feel what I'm saying? Right. And yeah, I, that, yeah, that was yeah. all I saw. That's all I wanted to do was, where your daddy? He at work. Yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah. had to make that stuff up no more, right, man. Right, right, And it caused me to just move in that arena. And lo and behold, man, this dream that we had became a reality. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, man, so tell me this. Talk about um, wisdom, what she's doing now. What is she doing now? Oh, man. I don't know. Right before I was pulling up. She was calling me on it. She was like, look at my new tablet. I said, what you mean? And she, she's on her mom's iPad. Uh-huh. <laughs> but she want to turn the camera around and show me her new tablet. She's amazing, man. Um, you know, I, early on, man, um, because of, you know, because she was born drug exposed, you know, they want to watch. They want to watch for the features, uh-huh. the features that may come. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because of the the drug exposure right but but i can honestly say man that she she surpassed all her milestones and you know she um because i used to be watching like i'm looking at her like man okay is she keeping up with the other kids you know what i'm saying uh-huh, I, wanted uh-huh. I wanted to know because if not you know let's get her the help that she yeah needs. yeah 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 you, you want know. to put some preventive yeah. measures in yeah, place yeah come on man but um man she's a beautiful little girl man and Super smart, man. And you know, at that age, she's five years old now, man. At that age, man, they say some stuff, man, and where it just blow your mind. Like, what? You know, that's that's my little mini me, man. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. She's just enjoying her summer right now, man. You know, wanting to go swim all the time. And, you know, but she's crazy, super crazy. Like, I'm her dad, and she know that, but she's, like, super crazy about her mom, though. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh, she, uh-huh. yeah, she... I think she'll pick her mom over me. <laughs> hey, hey, man, you know, so I'm, <clears throat> you know, one of my children uh, was born severely crack exposed, yeah. right? My daughter, Devotion, she's 27 now. She so mm-hmm. just had her baby, right? Yeah. So um, I have documentation on my desk right now when she was like three or four years old. They did a write-up on her, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and then she graduated from this program like from kindergarten to the first grade, right? right. So they, they gave me this, it's crazy, but they gave me this therapeutic makeup of her. Mm-hmm. And uh, every now and then I read it to remind me, right? And it was from Child Haven, you know, right, the local right, place. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's crazy because 
I did a fundraiser. Child Haven had a fundraiser last year. Mm-hmm. And they asked me to be a keynote speaker for them. Right. And I brought this paperwork and I brought my right. daughter who was pregnant at the time, uh-huh. right? And I just read this piece of paper that talked about how developmentally delayed she came into the program with, mm-hmm. but about how by the time she was five years old, how she had been exposed to so much therapeutic stuff mm-hmm. that they had all, she was at the top five and 10% of her classes right. then, right? right. And, and I read that and now she's a grown woman getting ready to have a baby. See, when, when you've made those kind of strong strides for your child, that's what you got to look forward to. The same thing that I wasn't aware of what I had to look forward right. to, right? Man, I was, uh, my daughter moved to Atlanta a few years, just before the beginning of the pandemic. And I always, uh, I had always doing work in the state of Georgia, so I flew to Atlanta. <clears throat> right. And I got me a rental car and drove to this place where she was working at uh, on Emory College, the university. And uh, she was running this uh, barista. And I just sat down in the back of the room. Mm-hmm. Didn't even let her know I was there and just watched her. And I watched her. She had a staff of about 15 or 20 people. Mm-hmm. And she was managing it and walking mm-hmm. it and doing it. And, and, yeah. and I'm saying to myself, man, this was the child they told me, mm-hmm. you know, through, due to my her mom and I's drug addiction, mm-hmm. that she, wasn't, she didn't have a chance, right? And the day I look at her and see, man, you know, She's in a committed relationship. She has a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's yeah. managing her. And she's running another um, barista, right? right? In fact, she has two jobs now and a baby. So we you can, we can never really talk about what, what they ain't going to be or can't Man, be. You know what I mean? I mean? God got the final say in everything. Amen. So I don't care what kind of diagnosis they give. Amen. You know, I've learned that. And it's been, I've learned that because it's, he's shown me. Yeah, amen. You know, it ain't amen. just something. I'm not talking about just something I heard. I'm yeah. talking about things that have happened in amen. my life where it couldn't have been no explanation amen. but God. Amen. You know, and so it's definitely real. Um, man, you know, even even today, like, the the career that I'm in, you know, the field that I'm in, like, like I've never I've never had it this good, you know. Oh, uh, <clears throat> uh. But I'm not willing to just settle either. Right. You know what I'm saying, because I know that um, the more I continue to move forward in my life and the, and I stay on the path, because my my belief is that God will give you something, and once He see you can handle that, then He'll give you a little more. Uh huh. You know, uh-huh. and then when He see you can handle that, He'll continue to add increase to your life. You Amen. Know? So. Amen. You know, that's where I'm at with it, man. I. But every time I come around y'all, man, I see how, man, it, come on, man, you because you guys have just it's just grown and grown, man. Hey, man, I've, I've been inspired by the cats that walk through this door that allow me to speak life to them. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Right. And you one of them cats, man. Well, I really am inspired. You know, I, I got a confession to make. You know, when you cut the record out, you know what I mean, and, and you mentioned my name and one yeah. of the cuts, but two days ago, I was sharing that cut with some people, and I really, really thoroughly heard it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I thoroughly heard it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, that's who I'm going to call. I'm going to call my dude, and, man, I want you to be a guest on our show, Color right. Him Dad. Yes, man. sir. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? Uh, and then I, I heard the cut Father Figure, and it was like it was like me hearing it for the first time. You feel what I'm saying? Really understand it. And, and and I've walked through this same journey, yeah. that journey that caused you to produce that song. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And I and I really got it. I, and I'm saying to myself, man, let me get Anthony on the show and let me play this cut so folks, because there are some folks that you were meant to minister to right. through that cut there, man. You know what I'm right. saying? So listen, y'all, I just really want to give you a shout out today uh, for hearing me and my my partner, Anthony Robinson, chop it up, man. He's a, he's a father figure for real today Thank in you. this community. And uh, and look out, man. There's more to come from him. Uh, I'm sure of it, right? Yes. 
Yeah. He's, he, yeah, we ain't done. Man. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. I believe that, man. I believe that. And, man, I got mad love for you and the yeah. journey that yeah. you done been Ditto. up on, man. You know Ditto. what I'm saying? Ditto, Ditto. Yeah, yeah. I done yeah. seen Always. you, man. Listen, you you uh you give my girl, uh, Eva, uh, mm-hmm. a, a hug for from Jeanette and I both, man. You yeah, know what course, I mean? Of course, of course. Yeah. And tell her we praying for her, and we know you know what I mean. She gonna be all right. Yeah. It it, it took Jenny a little minute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But now she'll tell you I'm Jenny from the block, man. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And living like that. You right? know what I'm yeah. saying? Come you know on, what I'm man. saying, man? Where that little dog is. You yeah, yeah, she's back there with her. Yeah, you know what I'm Hollywood. saying? She look like she coming straight out of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you really, go. Really, you know. Come on, there man. You God go. is good. That's go. all I know. Man, what was good, man, my brother? So listen, uh, y'all, I want to just tell you, man, thank you for hearing, uh, listening to our podcast today, me, Anthony, chopping it up about uh, his fatherhood journey and, and what he is uh, looking forward to, to do with his life, with his daughter wisdom. And uh, yes. appreciate y'all tuning in and look forward to our next podcast. Remember, this is Dad's Divine Alternative for Dad's Services uh, in Seattle, Washington. And our address is 411 uh, 12th Avenue. Our zip is 98122. You can find us on our website, aboutdads.org. And just hit us up. Let us know how you feel, what you're thinking. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Color Him Dads. We hope today's episode has helped with your own struggles. Be sure to check back next week for another new episode with Marvin and Jeanette. Until then, have a blessed week.